I would say those who have come for the first time should be in the front row. Second row the back seats, uh, like it should be better because there will be some more coming in. And occupy the front ones. Another way it would be 
to understand that there is something lacking in us, something imperfect, something we have to achieve. There is something less in our awareness. That's why maybe we are not free. For example, animals do not feel the beauty. They do not feel the beautiful fragrance. And they cannot discriminate between filth and cleanliness. In the same way, our awareness, whatever it is, human awareness, may not be sufficient enough to feel that divine power, which is said to be all pervading, all doing, all knowing, all loving. <coughs> So, the human being has got the freedom to find it. And he tries in his own methods to find it out. In his own understanding, he works out how to But if you if you think about our own awareness. How did we get it? <coughs> did we think about it? From Amoeba to this stage, how did we become human Did we do anything about it? The higher state at which human awareness is compared to animals, how did they are enjoying it? What have they done? You have done nothing to be a human being. I mean, we could have been animals. <coughs> In the same way, to achieve that also, we are not going to do anything about it. The nature, the evolving force within us itself is going to be and it will achieve. But it's rather difficult to accept this concept that we cannot do anything about it. <coughs> I would say, when I am talking to you, you did not accept me at all. It's a hypothesis for you. And if it is true, then you have to and see for yourself. But you are not to deny those hypothesis means the <coughs> Now I have shown here a human being and he has four dimensions as you can see clearly. <coughs> one on the right hand side, one on the left hand side, one below him and this one on top of his head. Now, as I said, you should accept it as a hypothesis. You can see here clearly that the left hand side and right hand side, these two channels, are absolutely connected. And there is a gap in the central channel. 
This is the certain instrument or you can say the scaffolding of all these. And the centers are the certain centers which were called our plexus. <coughs> For example, this first center here down below manifests, controls, conditions. The second one, the yellow one there, controls our output. The third one controls our solar <coughs> The one on top, in the center, controls our cardiac process. The one here near the neck controls the cervical process. And here on top, the crossing point, there this center controls the ego and superego and the pituitary and the pineal. And <coughs> above all that is the center where all these family centers are controlled. That area is called as limbic area in the medical <coughs> terminology. Now these certain centers exist partly in our medulla oblongata in the backbone and partly in the brain as shown there. As I have said, man has got four dimensions, one on this side, one on this side, one on that side and one on the top. Now these two channels here, the left and right, represent two powers the first one by which we exist, this channel in the Sanskrit language is called as the era. And this controls the left sympathetic nervous system in the human brain. And the right one is called as the Pingala Nadi and controls our creativity. It gives us creativity. The center one is our evolution now, by which we evolve. And we have evolved only up to that point, and this is the gap that is left. Because of this gap, you do not feel that all pervading power. Actually, it is the all pervading power which manifests everything else. <coughs> like we can see in the mirror. You see, <coughs> you see the reflection. But the mirror, you do not see because of the reflection. In the same way, this all-pervading power is manifesting everything that is reflected on it, but cannot be seen because our attention is on the pattern, on the reflection, but not on the mirror itself. Sahaja Yoga is a method which nature has employed from the very, very beginning, from when the carbon atoms, or even earlier than that, when all the elements were created, even when the creation was created. Sahaja. Sahaja means with you it is born. Saha means with German form. It is born like you can see in a seed. You have got all the maps of all the trees that you can go 
and all the fruits it is going to In the same way, in the sea of your being, all this was there gradually manifesting one, one being in you, like physical being, let's say emotional being, then your mental being, then your spiritual being, and now the one that becomes one with the Creator. All this has come out of one being itself. <coughs> now, is there any method or not? The question is, is there any method to achieve this proudity to a higher awareness or not? Is there any method by which you are triggering? I say there is. And what is the method God has created for that? He has created this residual force here, you can see, which is called as Kundalini. <coughs> it is called as Kundalini because Kundalini a coil. It means a coil and it is coiled here into three and a half coils. That's why it is called as Kundalini. But this force is Especially reserved or irresistible force, kept for this occasion where you have to get this from. In simple words, we can say supposing there is a, uh, now this instrument is here and it is recording my speech. But supposing if you do not put it to the mains, it has no meaning. In the same way, if you are not put to the mains, you have no meaning. And this Kundalini is the one that is the core to the new, which connects you to the mates. But this is a living process. It is not like you are taking out a cord from your television or uh, any one of the instruments. But it is a living process that it starts sprouting, just like a premium in a seed and rises up and breaks in continental area, which we call as Brahmaranda. Takes your attention to that subtle awareness by which you feel this subtle all possible. But we have problems. And the problems are we are having these other dimensions also, out of which the left dimension, which I said, gives you the existence itself and also your emotion. Now, if you try to be too much emotional or go into this, kind of emotional uh, uh, behavior, <coughs> you happen to go on this side more. Sort of you get into an imbalance and go on slipping down that side. When you go to that side, you are attacked by people who are have been in your past, who have something to do with your past. Maybe not in this life, maybe in previous lives. Maybe some of them who are busy bodies may not be related to you, may attack you too. And that's how people become mad, they become schizophrenic, and they get all the problems of the what are we call the left side problems. Now the right side, as I told you, is for our creativity. By the left side, we think of the past. By the right side, we think of the future. What are we going to do tomorrow? I mean, most of us are doing that, more that. We are not here today. At this moment, we are not here. We are thinking now, what are we going to 
Or we can say, we might think, are we going to get a taxi or not? Is it going to rain or not? But we are not thinking that we are just now here and we are just here. So we are not on this, but we are on the future or on the past. We are all the time moving from the past to the future. Now the future thinking also gives you a problem. If you start thinking too much for the future, of course, plans always fail. That's why the problem is that if you plan out anything, it will go wrong. Something will go wrong, true. That no use planning for the future, too. It is as simple as this. That if you have to travel, say, to an unknown country, then if you plan out that I will be going to the right and then to the left, you cannot do it. You must see what side the road is full. Because if you just plan out, supposing there is no road on the left, if you go on the left, you will be in a ditch. In the same way, the planning too much business also causes too much extreme uh, movement to this. And when you move too much to this side, you become emotionally also very much very An imbalance. This can also create imbalance. People can become lethargic. You see, we had some patients here. They were all the time crying and crying and crying, doing no work. Extremely lethargic people. You must have also met some people. Whatever you may try with their injections or anything, they will not get That time. So there are the people who read melancholy songs and all the time they are speaking the Romeos and crying and weeping and feeling their time and torturing others. And extremely boring. That time. The other type are <coughs> very ambitious and all the time talking about the future plan. And they cannot sit quiet for one minute because they are all the time planning for the future. That type are on the right side. And if this type goes too far to this side, they are also attacked by such ambitious people got around and they can become over-ambitious. So ambitious such is that is, and you get a whole society behaving in a very funny manner, in a very sickly manner, everybody running up and down, you don't know what are they up to and you just can't understand what are they afraid of and where are they up to. So that sort of a thing can also happen to a person or this kind of a thing can happen if you go too much out of the back. Now, the center part is of temperance. It's absolutely of temperance. Not overdoing some. Like you are going on the road, say, you are driving down to the air. Now, you are going, just enjoy the drive, just see the flowers that are out, the spring is out, see the colors and all that. But normally it is never done. What you will see, look at this. These people have not yet seen this. They have not yet. Uh, the police must be told that they must put this sign like that. Why don't, I mean you work for the police, you work for the sweepers, you work for all the rest of the world, but you will not see what is there in the nature. That sort of a thing happens with this kind of people. And they are really dissatisfied with themselves and with others. They call themselves perfectionists, but uh, it's quite uh, difficult to be in their company. And they can be quite mad too, you see. They do not realize. But they could be very mad people, and uh, sometimes when we talk, you start wondering what's the matter with this person? How are they behaving in this man? But the center part is that of gentleness. It's just to be there. Now, what is to be done about religion? People ask Now, you please keep quiet about it. What is to be done in religion is not to do anything nonsensical, that's all. I mean, <coughs> when people say, What should we do for religion? 
No, I mean you don't drink. I mean it's all mostly dough. It's not doing anything about it. It's mostly dough. So you just don't do it. That's all. But people think that even for religion you have to do something. As you are, just keep yourself as you are and the thing will work out. And this is the sustainer which is very important. And this is the human sustainer. Very, very important for human beings. Those who have got this balancing power in the center are the easiest for But you know that we have people who are seekers. And in seeking, they go all out, headlong into without even considering what sort of a thing they are making in. And in that headlong, you see there are many are smiling because they have been, some of us have been there to <laughs> what problems they create by this The first thing that happens to them is that these chakras go into a, a kind of a chaos. These chakras are simply made of, out of left and right uh, side, the Iran, say left and right, they come across and the chakra is formed. Now if you start moving too much, any one of these, they can get dislocated. Once they are dislocated, they become on their own. Because this is the way they are connected to the home, and you become on your own. That is also very common, we find, I'm on, on my own. Now how can you be on your own? When you are a part and parcel of the whole. Supposing you become on your own, it's, it's cancerous. You become a cancerous then because you have to keep relation with the whole. And when this starts happening, then you have a horrible disease called cancer. It's as simple as that. Every day we are thinking of cancer, every day we are solving. But that is done to the central part which is manifesting the parasympathetic nervous system, which gives us all the balance, all the harmony, all the supply of the but the energy is limited and if you use it too much, then any disease which is, which is uh, manifested because of the malfunction of these centers can be. If you could keep these centers alright, then there could not be any disease. There could not be any madness or lunacy and all the uh, imbalances. But you would be a very pleasant, nice person, just like a flower. Let the flower make as it is as it can because that is innately waiting to be in everybody to be This is Sahaja. This is the promise of Sahaja is with you. It's spontaneously going to work out this process of becoming the fruit, giving you your own food. It will work if you are not married too much. But perhaps it is rather difficult after a certain age to find people who have not done. Some of them are numios or some of them are uh, great seekers. You see, they have taken to horrible methods of seeking, like uh, standing on their heads all their lives or standing on their feet or uh, doing all kinds of funny stuff uh, you must have seen, you see, dancing in the Oxford Street or doing <coughs> all other not such a thing. Not so. You give up your family, you become a sannyasi, you become this and develop a uh, shave off your head and put a uh, small little duty as you call it behind a state. Uh, not necessarily so. God has not made you to make yourself this. Not stuff. He loves 
and she loves you very, very dear. And he wants you to enjoy yourself. He has made your instrument in such a manner that you are going to enjoy yourself. This is the way he wants you to look at yourself. And when you start torturing yourself, what should we call? There is no torture needed at all. People have another idea that you must suffer if you have to go to work. I mean, imagine such a thing. I mean, that is the greatest insult to God. God wants you to be happy, to be joyous, completely one with you. He doesn't want you to be unhappy by any chance. Only thing is that if you have to be one with him, then you should be very generous. You need not do anything extraordinary. <coughs> it is a simple thing which I do not know why people require so much of explanation. Supposing you are going in a boat. Now, you don't sit on one side. If you sit on one side, it's top and down. You sit in the center. Everybody understands that if you are in the center, you are just there on your gravity and you have your own sustenance quite intact. But it happens like that. Moreover, it is not an artificial thing by which you can work. For example, it will work out in some people, it may not work out in some people. It may <coughs> take some time with some people, it may not take time at all. But when it happens, what happens to you? That I think I should not tell you, because that you should feel for yourself and you should know that when it happens to you, you start feeling full vibration is flowing in this and extreme. And feet also have to find a full breeze going But if it is not good, then you, it's not a thing of pride. But on the contrary, you should come back and get away. That's the thing. If you are really the seed, then you must get it, which is your right to have And this is a very simple thing. It has to be so very simple. How can it be complicated? Because it is essential. It is the most important thing. That's why it has to be extremely simple. Supposing our breathing, we have to do by reading books. What would I have <laughs> So by reading books, you cannot get. It is so important, just like our breathing. So, how can it be difficult? How can it be uh, a hazard? It has to be simple. But we have made ourselves upside down, subsequently. What can one do about it? The only thing we can try is to keep it straight and work There is no use doubting anything about it. Because by doubting, what have you achieved? <coughs> the first thing that comes to people is doubt. Now, if you understand that nothing is telling here, no, it is not. If you understand this point very well, that this is not a shock. We are not telling anything. Not, then what are we doing? It's a gift. It's a gift. And if it's a gift, you are not going to doubt it. If you are going to doubt it, then you sit down with your doubt and go on telling anything. But that doesn't mean that you blindly follow me. It will happen to you if it happens, well and good. If it will not happen, you are willing to work with you. Now, you are not to work. Till you get it, since you have got it, like a swimmer who knows how to swim, can only say that those who do not know how to swim should swim. And it is so simple as that. But there is nothing to feel also. I think that if I say this, ego should not be challenged. 
nothing to feel uh, bad about. Because after all, all of us have to go to the other side of the room. So it's only a question of how we stop it and how we learn. Those who know the art can do it for you and then you just take their food and then you do it for others. It's very simple, like one life enlightens another life. Now the life which is not enlightened cannot be enlightened by itself. But what is the obligation of the life which is enlightened? No obligation. So one should not also feel obliged. One should not even feel that some great work has been done. Neither one should feel also sort of uh, dominated. It's a very free thing. It has to be absolutely accepted in your own freedom and in absolutely in your own peace. There cannot be any force about it. You have to ask. You have to ask for it. If you do not ask for it, somebody is going to fall at your feet and say, So please have. Of course, being a mother, I will try to tell you stories and give you some chocolate. But it has its own protocol. And one has to go with that protocol and must know you are asking for the supreme. You are asking for the supreme for, for what you are, what you are being and in the future. You must. That is your right, and you must have your right, but in a problem. If there is any question you ask me, because it's a very big subject, you know that I have, must have given them 84 lectures in this here in this hall. So you can imagine how big is the subject. You go into details, but just now, uh, I think it's sufficient just to give an introduction to the subject. Now, if you have any questions, please ask. But ask sensible questions. When the Kundalini comes up over the Agya, you just cannot feel the thoughtless, thoughtless awareness. Yes. But we call the Nirvi Chai Samadhi. Yes. This circumference outside is growing for the Nirvi Chai Samadhi. How do you feel? I feel it. It's not so gradually. You know you have a problem. That's it, that's keeping it out. You got your realization all right. Okay, you can escape. Alright? You're alright. As soon as the problem is in the room, you get it. Better now? Are you getting it? Yeah. Much better. The shaking is much better. Very good. Still shaking? Equally? It's when she was feeling the food, it is surrounding you. So clean, comfortable. It is surrounding you.